Hey guys, welcome back to the Constructive Liberty Podcast, where we talk intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom. Today is Wednesday, April the 14th, 2021, and this is episode number 33. One of the biggest things with designing a lifestyle of freedom is eliminating the things that keep us from being free. And one of the biggest things that imprisons us or takes away our freedom is our own mind, our own mindset, and the mentality with which we approach life. And one of the biggest things that imprisons our mind is stress. And stress is one of those things that can be eliminated if we just try to do it, if we set our mind to it and approach life with the right mindset. So what is stress exactly? Although many people, probably most people, struggle with stress or say they do, can you actually define stress? Well, it's pretty simple, actually. The Oxford Dictionary defines stress as pressure or worry resulting from mental or physical distress or a difficult circumstance. So from that, we can derive that when there is a difficult circumstance or situation in our lives that we find it hard to cope with, that condition that is created in our mind is known as stress. So for a lot of us, when we come into a stressful situation, it becomes very difficult to rationalize our circumstance. It's even been observed that stress can totally exhaust the mental capacity for people to think. I mean, you think about any time you've been faced with a situation that you just didn't see any way around it. It's so big and so heavy on you that you can't even think about how you might get through it. Even if there is a way, and often there is, a way out of that situation, because of the stress that's weighing on you, we fail to see that way. And that makes the situation even worse. The problem is that when you have stress going on in your mind, the one sure way to remove it is to eliminate the circumstance that caused it. But because of the stress that's playing in your mind, you're unable to think. And so you can't even understand what you've got to do to eliminate the cause. And that worsens the stress. In the 21st century, today's world is super stressful. Everybody, most everybody struggles with it. Rising competition in the workplace causes stress. A lot of people carry their work home with them and, and don't come out of that stress. They, they carry it home and hang on to it when they're with their families. So that causes short tempers. And, and when you have the short tempers with your family, that gives rise to home life stress. And then you throw on top of that the increasing cost of living, pollution, traffic, what have you. All of those things contribute to the growing stress until you feel like something is squeezing you. It's got his arms around you in a bear hug and just squeezing the life out of you. That is a huge problem. And it's so hard sometimes to see the solution for those situations because we're so deep in that and in trying to cope with that situation. On the bright side, though, getting rid of stress is largely in our own hands. If you just change your mindset and your attitude and your approach to stress. So there are some basic rules for eliminating stress. You can completely remove it from your life. You just have to abide by the correct principles. Now, while there are different stress management courses offered and available today, you don't need to go through that if you just understand that you can make some small adjustments in your own life, in your own thinking, in your mindset to eliminate the stress. 
So here's seven important rules for approaching stress. Rule number one, change your perspective. A lot of times stress is generated by the way we look at things. You know, the glass half empty, glass half full type thing. Depending how you look at it, if you learn to deal with stress well, you'll see that the glass is half full and you'll be content with it. It's okay. But if you are someone who struggles with stress, if it's a part of your everyday life, you'll only see the empty part of the glass and be like, why is there not water in that part of the glass? If you can improve your perspective by focusing on what you have rather than what you don't, that will go a long way in eliminating the stress. Rule number two, don't overextend yourself. Taking on more than you can handle is a sure way of stressing yourself out, right? This is a huge component of workplace stress today because we want to do as much as we can. We want to impress people. We want to, you know, get that big project done on time. But by setting unrealistic deadlines for ourselves and taking on more work than we can manage, you know, often so that we can move up the ladder or earn more money or whatever that may be, result is maybe losing out on health, lose sleep. And that just contributes even further to the stress. Rule number three, learn to put a leash on your circumstances. Now, ups and downs happen in everybody's life, but our reactions to them are different from person to person. While one person can be a stoic about how circumstances change, another person will get totally worked up about it. If you can learn how to put a leash on your circumstances, you can largely control your life and therefore remain happier and more stress-free. Number four, avoid extremes. Extremes need to be avoided at all costs, okay? Don't take too much work or too little of it. Don't be greedy. Don't be too generous. Don't eat too much. Don't starve yourself. Don't think too highly of yourself and don't put yourself down too much either. Find the middle path. You will be much happier for it. Rule number five, learn how to avoid. They can be stressed out because they don't know how to say that one little simple word. No. The reason that they fall into a trap of doing things they should have avoided in the first place is because they can't say no. They get into friendships they don't want, commit to relationships they probably shouldn't have, and they take work that they can't manage. This creates massive amounts of stress. Rule number six, relax. Relaxation techniques work a lot more effectively than you think. Something as simple as a correct breathing exercise can eliminate stress for the time being. Just simply breathe in and breathe out. Yes, it sounds a little hokey pokey, but it works. It calms you down. It it creates in your body. It takes the tension. It releases something in there. Try it out sometime. Rule number seven, prioritize. If you have several tasks to do, learn how to prioritize them. Understanding how to prioritize one task over another and working accordingly helps you to manage your life optimally. And it helps you to keep that stress away. Another way to eliminate stress is to change the way you react to situations. Now, one of the main reasons that a lot of people have stress is because we overreact to different circumstances and different situations. And we need to know how extreme we have to be with our thoughts. So we often overreact either positively or negatively. And this overreaction can come in the form of excessive joy or excessive sorrow or excessive paranoia about something. It's always one extreme or another. Now, one person might get really worked up about the fact that the meal they prepared for their guests has gone bad. 
They might invite stress on them because their colleagues just been fired or because of an approaching examination in school. Now, these are all situations that are not hard to handle, but different people will place undue amounts of stress on themselves because of that situation. Now, most situations that we deem as stressful have really nothing big to them. If we were just to focus our minds and apply ourselves with a level-headed approach, we'd find that we could cope with the situation and even you know, come through it with flying colors. So put yourself in the situation of someone who burned the casserole just before the guest came over. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? So you order some takeout and then you just make a joke about your adventure in the kitchen when your guests get there. I mean, how bad can it be? Or if your coworker has been fired, that doesn't mean that you've been fired too. Sure, we can be sad for them, but they're not us. So just keep your resume be ready and always be on the lookout for bettering your own situation. Be hopeful of a better job if the situation comes to that because you have a better profile now because you juiced up your resume when you saw that situation unfolding where you could lose your job as well. Exam stress too is one of the most avoidable kinds of stress because no examination requires you. It doesn't require that getting worked up about it. Especially in today's world, there's so many options out there. If you don't pass this exam, most likely you can redo it. Or if you absolutely fail at it, then maybe that's not the best path for you anyway. So it's all in how you look at things. If you see something as a problematic situation, then that's what it will turn out to be is problematic for you. But if you've learned, if you can learn how to cope with the stress and how to deal with those situations, you can actually turn the tide in your favor so that the obstacle becomes the opportunity. And that's what we want to do is turn obstacles into opportunities. It all lies in the way you think about it. Everything, every single thing that occurs in life has a pro and a con for circumstance changes. Even though it's intimidating and scary at the moment, there is a benefit that you can derive from it. Look at both sides. Learn how to look at things both positively and optimistically rather than on the negative side. You'll be living more stress-free in no time. Okay, now picture this. You sit down at a meal to eat, and you just take the biggest spoon you can find and stuff a huge mouthful into your mouth. What happens? You probably can't chew it right. You may even have to spit some of it out. That's a gross picture, I know. But you've bit off more than you can chew. You'll end up wasting the food. Not only can you not eat it, but nobody else will want to eat it either. So biting off more than you can chew ruins the situation for everybody. Workplace stress comes from the fact that people overcommit themselves. A lot of us do that. We want to do good. We want to complete or accomplish the thing for the people, for the clients, for our boss, so that we can have more, greater, and better opportunities. But what often happens is that we take too much on ourselves. It's unrealistic. It might be greed or just the fact that we need to prove something to somebody or just ourselves. But we take so much on so much more than we can handle. It might be because we want to earn more money or just to show somebody that we're better than the people that we're working with, that we should be promoted over them. Or maybe it's an ego thing because we like setting limits and breaking records and all of those things. But in most cases, overcommitting ourselves has serious negative repercussions. Even if you can manage the work that you've taken, 
you know, within that unrealistic time frame that you've put to it, there are negative things that can happen. So let's look at a couple of things that happen when you bite off more than you can chew. The first thing is that you might not be able to accomplish the task in time. Now, today, everything works on a strict deadline. As much as we hate that, when somebody calls for you to work on a project, they usually want it done yesterday or last week, and they expect you to be able to get that done. While that's unrealistic, they do expect it to be done as quick as possible. And sometimes that has to be respected, but we have to learn on the other side too that if we commit to it and we're not able to turn out those results within that time frame, money might not be the only thing we lose. It might also be a potential client and future business. And even if we do manage to get the work done in time, Sometimes we're rushing so much that the quality might not be up to par, and that can put another question mark on our credibility, causing more stress for us. And then there's the domino effect of having to be worried about one disgruntled client carrying the message to the next potential client, and on and on, and we can lose business that way. In today's internet-connected world, it's so easy to post a negative review about someone and let the whole world know about this person's supposed unprofessionalism because they overcommitted themselves and they couldn't deliver on what they promised. This stress is soul-crushing. It's almost indescribable. People are also known to go crazy just before a deadline. And the more important a client or a project is, the bigger the stress that creates. What's the use of having been able to complete the project by that impossible deadline if for the next two weeks you're nearly incapacitated because you just can't even get out of bed anymore. It was so much stress. Learn to say no. It's a simple little word, so hard to say, but it's an important word if you want to keep the stress away. Realistic, yourself a little, but don't overstand yourself. Now, every situation can be controlled if you hold the right strings. And what I mean by that is controlling the situation. Don't let the situation control you. So often we let a situation slip out of our hands and that's when it begins to control us. It's like we're a puppet on a string. So think about this. You've got to complete an assignment in three days. It's not a big deal. You can probably easily manage it within that time frame. But just because of the fact that you can easily get it done, you might let the first day go by without even doing anything about it. No work gets done on it. And you lose half the next day too. Uh-oh. Now you just have a little more than a day to complete that project. You had three when you started out and you let the situation control you. If you had instead taken stock of the situation, you could have done much better at managing that whole thing, don't you think? This is just one example in the workplace. But we let this happen everywhere in all aspects of our lives. Suppose with me for a minute that your child spills something at the breakfast table and you scold the child. Now the child is angry and doesn't want to speak with you. And then your spouse is angry because you scolded the child. And then you come to work with that baggage on your mind and then you don't produce well because you're stressed out about the thing that happened at home. You get back home and everyone's still grumpy. And then this goes on and on for a week. Now, if you had just handled that situation more delicately, everything could have been fine. But our personal life often spills over into our professional life and vice versa. Despite the fact, despite how much we try to prevent that from happening, Handling situations delicately and with more thought and more care can help you to enrich your overall quality in life and you live better and more stress-free. So next time you think you're going to get angry at something or there's an unwanted emotion that gets the better of you, just keep in mind and remember that the situation is controlling you. 
You're not meant to be controlled like a puppet by those situations. We've been given the ability to rationalize and think things through for a reason. We've got to learn how to handle those situations so they don't handle us. A lot of stress can be kept away if we can just remember that. Next, avoiding extremes. Extremes are disastrous if you want to strike a good balance in your life. Thinking about the extremes can keep you in a perpetual state of stress. So use the middle path. It is super important to keep in mind that if you want to keep the stress away, you've got to prevent yourself from falling into drastic ways of thinking. There's two extreme sides to everything. And if you start thinking on the lines of either one of those extremes, you're only going to make things super difficult for yourself. For instance, it's not good to think too highly of yourself because that can make you egotistical and you begin to look down on others. This is an extreme that you should avoid at all costs. But the other extreme of this is dangerous too. That is thinking too low of yourself. That's quite wrong too because when you think too low of yourself, you develop an extreme inferiority complex which keeps you from progressing, from reaching your goals, from moving up the ladder at work, and from accomplishing everything that you're capable of. The right approach to this is the middle path. Don't think extremely this way or extremely that way. There is always a balance that you can strike when it comes to the way you think about things. If you avoid the extremes, you can rationalize things through. You can see both sides of the coin and become a more balanced person. This helps you to eliminate stress as well. Now, one of the biggest things that can help us to completely eliminate stress is by properly prioritizing our schedule and the things that we want to get done. A lot of our problems could easily be solved if we just learn how to do that correctly. Now, we tend to look at our lives as a simple, linear thing. But truth is, there's various intersections, crossroads, junction, and forks as we travel this path that we call life. There's various places that we have to choose between not just one or two options, but multiple options. And we have to decide what we must do in precedence over the others. There's moral, social, familial, and personal dilemmas. And we'll often be torn by different emotions at the same time. And this makes it super difficult for us to choose the right path or to choose what to do first. So the first step when you realize that you're in a circumstance like this is that realizing that you're just one individual. It's impossible for you to do multiple things. Sure, maybe you can multitask a little bit, but that's kind of a myth, the, the efficient multitasker or the effective multitasker. Now, that doesn't very much happen. You can't do it with a lot of tasks at once, and you certainly can't do it all the time. That's where prioritization comes in. When you can see that you're not physically or mentally capable of doing everything that life throws at you, like think of a buffet. You can't eat the chicken and the potatoes and the gravy and the biscuits and the steak and the peas and the corn and the carrots all at the same time. It's one bite at a time. And you don't mix those things. But when you can realize that, you'll be a lot happier and a lot more at ease with the fact that you have to do things based on priority. You have to prioritize. Here's a common example. You have an urgent work deadline to meet and your family needs you at dinner. These situations come up all the time. So what do you do? You've got to let one of these go in favor of the other. Maybe you have an important meeting at work that's over meal, that's over dinner time at home. And they expect you there or you need your kids to get to the ball game. And they want you there because you haven't been there for any of their games this year. 
which situation do you choose? That's a personal decision, and many people choose one over the other consistently. But if you can decide in advance which one of those that you will chase after, the thing that you'll go after, then avoiding the other one or the failure of not attending the one event over the other doesn't bring a lot of stress on you because you've made that decision ahead of time. You've rationalized it through. You've thought about the consequences. And you know, my family is more important. My family needs me more than work needs me. Yes, work needs me, but I'm replaceable there. I can always, I can be replaced there, but not only that, I can move on and find other work. I can't get a new family, not without high cost anyway. So if you rationalize that through, prioritize it. You can make those decisions without a whole lot of thought and stress. You could also see if you can come to a compromise with either one or the other. In that example, you might try calling your boss and asking for an extension on the deadline, if that's what it is, or or to postpone the meeting. Or you could talk to your family and say, hey, can we do this event later? Sometimes that can be that can be done. If If it's a bowling night or something like that, that could be moved. And in a lot of situations, these compromises can work. They keep you and everyone involved happier with that communication, but that is key. Everyone likes you to be frank with them. They like that openness, that honesty, and that helps keep you free from stress. So next time that kind of situation comes to you, don't panic. Just think about your priorities and how you can work everything into your schedule and figure out what you need to eliminate if you have to. If you can't do that, despite your best attempts, then do the things that you really should do, and those that you don't do may present themselves later. So choose the things that will have the most positive benefits on your life and your loved one's lives, and this almost always leads to the right decisions. I had quite a bit more laid out for today, but I'm not going to go through all that. We're already running near 25 minutes. So I hope this has been helpful. If there's something I missed or something you want to add or something I said that you disagree with, I'd love to hear from you. Send an email to ken at constructiveliberty.com. I read all the emails. I reply. I read them on the podcast. The reason you don't hear me reading them is because I don't get too many emails. But that's neither here nor there. Love to hear your feedback. Also, if you like the show and want to help us grow, share it with a friend and go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast and leave a rating and a review. That really helps the show. As always, do good work. 